0: hey guys welcome 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 i have a question did you hear megan the stallion's new song cobra like have you listened to it and i want to hear your opinion if you're watching this on youtube of course um you know what do you think about the part where Megan the Stallion says that she walks in on her boyfriend getting his male parks sucked by another woman in the same place that she rests her head. I think that is like the... uh, that's like the part of the song that everyone is like hold on have you heard this have you heard this have you heard this and i think the reason why everyone is like wait it this is what caused the breakup between her and party is because i mean who else could she be talking about right that's one two when they broke up they seemingly just like split. It was no, like, hey, we're breaking up, we're parting ways, you know, like how you know the celebrity um couples they'll like break up and then they'll have like this Instagram post where they detail how you know magnificent their relationship was, but they just aren't like able to work things out. Well they didn't do that they just parted ways we saw Megan doing her own thing we saw party doing his own thing so it's like is this the reason why you broke up with this man right but we, we 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 don't know for sure but it's 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 sounding like it it's sounding like it But anyway, um, for those of you who it's your first time visiting our podcast, I would like to introduce myself. I am Kay. Welcome to Chat with with KST. This is an entertainment podcast where we just sit down and discuss all the celebrities and the various controversies they have going on in the media, right? You know, it entertains us for about an hour or so. So just kind of stick around and stay tuned, right? Now, first thing first, we're going to discuss the quote of the day. Today's quote of the day comes from Dolly Parton. Okay. Now, what Dolly said was the way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. Now, we see it a lot of times and even experience it ourselves where we want the glitz, we want the glam, we want the magnificent house, we want the awesome relationship, we want the long-term marriage, we want the awesome friendships. However, when those difficult hurdles and battles come up in in the relationship or in the connection, we tend to fold right and what dolly is essentially saying is hey like you got to deal with the rain you got to deal with the struggles of the rain before you can experience the beauties right of the rainbow so if you are feeling like hey i'm in a difficult um, point in my life right now just keep pushing through be consistent and you'll get to the to the rainbow essentially, right? You get to the beautiful rainbow. But anyway, let's jump in to these topics. Now, one thing I did forget to mention for those of you who are listening to the Audio version of this podcast. You can always come on over to YouTube to check out the visuals. And those of you who are on YouTube and you're like, "Hey, I can't really look at the 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 screen or whatever," and you want to just catch our audio podcast, you can definitely check out Spotify or Apple Podcast. All right. So let me just put that disclaimer out there. And what I am currently looking at is Drake. And his Halloween costume. So Drake decided to be Ice Spice for Halloween. Was anyone else shocked by this? And what I can say about this ice spice drake situation i love the fact that in the beginning when we were being introduced to ice spice and she did go and have that hangout with drake or whatever wherever the hangout was whatever they did it's none of my business um however when they were at that hangout spot something i don't know what it was something went wrong right because for drake to after they hung out all of a sudden on follow I Spice, something had to have kind of through whatever they whatever the connection was, whether it's a business relationship, friendship, romantic partnership, whatever they were trying to you know, like bills at that point, something through that off for Drake, which made him unfollow her. Um, in the beginning when we were like being introduced to ice Spice, what I love, love, love was the fact that ice spice kept it peace. She kept the professional. She didn't react and lash out like most women in the industry would, especially most upcoming rapper, because if she would have lashed out as an upcoming rapper, um, It would have been the perspective of, okay, well, she can garner some clout. And you know what? Ice Spice did not take that route. And I applaud her for that. She took the humble route. She was like, hey, nah, Drake is cool. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, you have to probably talk to him about it. But for me, Drake is cool. So now seeing Drake months later show up as Ice Spice for his Halloween costume, I'm like, what just the full circle moment? But let's take a look at Drake. That nigga month. You thought I was
1: killing you? No. That nigga month. You thought I was killing you? No. That nigga month. You thought?
0: I- <laughs> look, I can't. Okay, and he's like flashing the hair, like he's doing it all. Like, ah. like I just feel like. You can't, like, you can't say anything bad about this moment, right? All I can say is shout out to Ice Spice. She is definitely getting the recognition within the industry, not like in the industry and on the streets. So, you know what? Kudos, my girl. All right. Let's move on. All right. Now, do you guys remember the other day on, we were discussing this on our podcast, but just the other day, uh, Saucy Santana got into it with DJ Academics, right? And, The situation between Saucy Santana and DJ Academics was that Saucy Santana was upset about some of the things that DJ Academics had been saying about the city girls. And Saucy Santana, being young Young Miami's best friend, decided to stand up for her and really, really did come at um dj academics right now dj academics ended up making a video where he cried about the comment that um saucy santana made where he said he was going to place his man parts in his like violate him right and so we we saw all of that right and we also saw Like DJ academics, perhaps not wanting to go against saucy Santana too much. And I do think it's partly because, um, I think because a part of the fact that he is in the LGBTQIA community, he doesn't really want to slip up and say anything that can essentially get him canceled. So he's refrained from doing that. Now, um queen latifah have you guys ever heard from queen latifah like i haven't heard from queen latifah i think since like there was like a bet award show where she was like being recognized and honored like i i I, like i we don't see queen latifah queen latifah is one of those girls who have like she knows how to tuck her life away she knows how to maneuver in hollywood and of course she has the years of experience to do that so did it surprise anyone when um Queen Latifah made this post saying, It's crazy to me how DJ Academics is crying, scared to say anything to Saucy Santana because he's a gay man and he's scared of getting canceled, but has said some of the most outlandish, vile, disrespectful, and demeaning things to Black women with absolutely no fear whatsoever. Brings me back to Malcolm. X's quote the most disrespected unprotected and neglected person in america is the black woman um i feel like there is some truth to what queen latifah is saying i seriously do um and I wish that there was a shift in regards to that, because we see it. If you and I'm just speaking based on my observations, observations here. If you say something like, "Look at Kanye West," Kanye West got canceled for being anti-Semitic. So did Kyrie. I, I, I'm Irving for just saying whatever the hell they said, right? Um, with um, the LGBTQIA community, you know, you can get canceled in the blink of an eye. Like you, you can't even, you you just can't. Right. However, when it comes to black women, it's like, when do you ever see there being backlash about something heinous that someone has said about Black women, right? Especially um as it pertains to Black men saying. it. I feel like if it's someone out of our culture, our community saying something, then the community can sometimes stand up. But when a Black man disrespects a, a Black woman, it's like, you know? So I kind of understand where um, Queen Latifah is coming from. What I do want to say is and I said this yesterday DJ Academics has to clean up the way in which he does things I feel like um, the way he does it like someone speaking their authentic opinion isn't disrespect. If you get what I'm saying, like if DJ academics can get into his room and speak his authentic opinion and be real and say, hey, I don't think the city girls are it without like the extra B words and everything else. I think that wouldn't be disrespectful, but because he does add those different you know the bitches and the whores like he, he adds like all the little sass on to what he's saying that because that makes it become disrespectful but i do want to point out that the underlying message um is the truth you know what i'm saying is his truth right and like And I think this is going to be a theme for today's show because it's like the same thing with um, Keith Lee and stuff like that. I feel like people, given their constructive criticism on certain things, isn't disrespect. It's just them sharing their thoughts and opinion on stuff. But you know what? Queen Latifah spoke, so we're not even... We're going to accept it because we understand the point. Right. So it's like if we understand the point, then we can accept the point for what it is. Okay, so let's move on. So (laughs) this person basically calls out another. Right. So the person's name is this ain't me at all. Right. And this person says it don't delete it boo let's chat now what is this ain't me at all referring to this ain't me at all is referring to Amari's post saying getting your hair done for your friend's birthday don't seem weird I don't know like so she's basically saying if you basically if it's your friend's birthday coming up and you go wild and you go get all dolled up and stuff like that isn't that kind of weird that you're getting your hair done for your best friend's birthday and um actually I think it's weird if you don't get dolled up for your for your best friend's birthday like I don't know like with my best friend it's like it's going to be like a thing like the girls are girls in. We're going out. We're having drinks. We're looking good. We're looking fly. We're having fun. We're eating. We're we're doing it all, right? So it's like, why wouldn't we get dressed up? Why wouldn't we go do our hair? Why wouldn't we go order outfit? Like, excuse me? (laughs) This is an event. Like, we are celebrating. Like, when we are celebrating something, you put your best foot Forward, you bring your best self like i like i'm like uh. but i think what her mind frame uh was amari the person who made this post was that you're trying to in some way one up your best friend if you decide to get your hair done and i think that plays on her own insecurities so it's like maybe She's not the friend that dresses up and stuff where she has a friend who does that. And she feels like her friend is one up in her because she does that. But I'm like, no, 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 no. That's your, you they're them. That's not what's going on. We're celebrating you on your birthday. Okay. So, um, if I invite you to my party on my birthday, look the hell good excuse me. All right, now let's move on Uh, to Sexy Red and Kaya. Now, Sexy Red and Kaya, they've been going back and forth, and I swear I'm done covering this story from this point on, because I feel like the debate or the back and forth between Sexy Red and Kaya is kind of a little bit pointless so this was something that um sexy red said was kaya will get them old bones dragged in real life but she don't got enough money to be in the same room as me so this is just her responding to kaya and her gag order read now my thing is like It seems like no one wants to stop the battle. And I feel like if sexy red continues down the path, it's going to be another sexy, um, another um, Trina versus Kaya or saucy versus Kaya. And I'm just like, allow people to just be them. Allow people to say what they want. Like just, just allow them. And then I feel like that's like the most beautiful thing, right? When someone speaks and they tell you who they are, now you know how to navigate. Why do you have to respond? So for me, um, this is definitely the last time I'm talking about this Kaya sexy red situ- situation. Unless it ex- escalates to really bad, of course. But for the most part, I'm I'm done talking about it. Right now, let's move on to up Boy. Now, according to the neighborhood talk, Berna Boy reveals he turned down five million dollars to perform in Dubai because smoking is banned there. Berna. Berna. Ya yeah, tell me say, you couldn't we it a D R2. Five million dollar. But then again, we are in different tax brackets, right? So like this is way above my pay grade. This is definitely way above my pay grade. But let's um look at this video.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: go way. I you go my... Okay, so um, that's just Burner Boy singing. Now I'm not like African or anything, but I think Ebo means marijuana. Like I don't know if it's Ebo. Like I just know um in his song. Last, last, he says something about like shyo something evil. Like, I just know it's partying and weed, if I remember correctly. Like, look, you know what? <laughs> but here he is saying in his native tongue that he um turned down five million dollars. Um, Berna, Berna, I'm gonna need you to not. But anyway, um, let's move on. Now, for those of you who are listening to this on the audio podcast, I came across this post, and it says, "Now this is how you do Halloween," and basically, it's someone I guess on campus um, with Patrick Star Halloween costume on. Let's look at it. <laughs> Uh-huh. like yes! i saw this and i'm like look halloween costume of the century okay i I feel like i like with patrick and um spongebob i can always get me a good old laugh but let's move on to this story from the shade room where a Michigan woman chooses between lottery price prices prizes, right? So she chooses between twenty-five K a year for life or three hundred and ninety K for of a one-time payment. All right, so real quick. I kind of stumbled on myself a little bit because I was ready to go in on this story because I'm like, when I read it, I thought it said 25K a month, right? So let me do the math here. 390K divided by 25. Hold on. Oh, wait me I do. All right, let me just do... Okay, so mm, what would you guys choose, right? Because after reviewing the math, if you choose the 25k a year prize, you will be okay, it would take you 15 years to make the um. The three hundred and ninety. Right? It would take you, um, fifteen plus years to make the, um, the three ninety. I think if it were me, I would probably take the twenty five K. a year. But then it's like I can invest in something if I have the lump sum of money, right? And maybe I wouldn't even need the 25K after 15 years. I don't know. I don't know. Comment down below if you're watching this on YouTube. What the hell would you choose 25k a year for life or the 390k in a one-time payment now let's move on now here we have chloe bailey now chloe bailey was dressed as incredible woman and she was serving looks, looking gorgy, 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 gorgy. If it's one thing Chloe Bailey has with, in addition to her awesome vocals, is body, okay, is ba. D. so here she is looking amazing and that was her halloween costume and i like the fact that the celebrities are like putting effort into their costumes and stuff each and every year it does um get better so yeah there chloe bailey is looking amazing now let's move on to this 47 year old woman who's been arrested and charged with murder after fatally Poisoning her boyfriend after he inherited 30 million dollars. Mama, are you so idiots? No, seriously. Like, before we read the story, forget the whole grasp of it. Because we're going to read this in the car. We need the details. But, like, why would you be so dumb? Your husband, your man, your boyfriend, right? And in this case it's her boyfriend, but I'm just saying in general. Like your husband, your man, your boo thing, yo, yo sugar dad, whoever wins 30 mil and you going to kill him? And she's even more dumb, right? Like, I get it. Okay. I like not to say that that these thought processes are correct, right? That's why I'm like kind of stumbling on my words a little bit, but Let's say a woman who is married to a man and that man wins 30 mil. I can understand how greed can like leap into her heart and make her decide that she wants to off the husband so that she can have all that money and inherit all that money for herself. My thing is, why are you poisoning your boyfriend? Your boyfriend. Excuse me, but you know what? The world just keep in. So let's see what the neighborhood talk had to say. Neighbors, a woman down in North Dakota is facing murder charges for allegedly poisoning her boyfriend shortly after he got a $30 million inheritance. He was allegedly planning on leaving her. Oh, okay. Now I (laughs) understand. Excuse me. I understand now why I can understand her motive. You see, that's why you got to get into the details, okay? So, according to Fox 59, police arrested Inya Inya Thea Kenora- 47 Monday, in connection to the death of Stephen Edward Riley Jr., Jr., 51. Police said Inya's old ass had financial motives to off Stephen. I didn't think the police was going to cuss. I'm sorry. But prosecutors claim that Inya allegedly poisoned her little boyfriend with antifreeze because she thought her little ass was going to receive part of the 30 million inheritance Riley was set to receive okay so that's just the neighborhood talk like having fun with the way they're writing the write-up i was like huh but let's continue on september the third edward had planned to meet a lawyer at an airport to finalize the transaction according to the affidavit ian and many of the man's friends accompanied him to the airport but friends began to notice his health rapidly decline and him acting as though he were drunk. Despite not drinking any alcohol, the documents said he also experienced stomach pain and began having trouble walking. His friends wanted to take Steven to the hospital to get checked by um wanted to get checked by I by Ian was certain. He was having a stroke and simply needed to go home and rest. Okay, no, but Ian was certain that he was just having a stroke but needed to go rest. Excuse me? Like, his friends need to be investigated. Like, not really investigated, but, like, how, like, alliterate. Like, if I believe that my man is having a stroke, why wouldn't I take him to the hospital? Even if it's a minor one, but anyway, let me continue. A friend came to visit him the next day, but Ian said he was at a clinic, which <laughs> which he wasn't. Police were called to the house later on that day for a report of an unconscious male. Steve Stephen was flown to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead a friend told the coroner that Ian had made comments about poisoning her boyfriend with antifreeze the autopsy tests confirmed he died with he died being by being poisoned Police questioned Ian about Stephen's cause of death and she denied it initially, but came clean and admitted to putting antifreeze in some sweet tea he had made. She had made for her boyfriend on September the 3rd. Like, Seriously, in this world, if I'm wanting me a notice, people wicked. The people them wicked. Like, lady, in your old ass age, like, why would you think to do this? Like you would think that, and this is why, um, a lot of times people say, Hey, not because you're older means you're wiser. Like in your old ass age, age you haven't grasped the emotional and mental capacity to move on from someone, to walk away. Like, I could understand if this was like a young girl, her emotions are all over the place. I could not, actually couldn't understand, but I can see an, a younger person doing stupid shit like this. When you see, old people do things like this, it makes me want to question every single inch of your life. Because it's like, what have you been up to? Like, what have you gotten away with? Because this little behavior didn't just spur overnight. You know what I mean? Like, lady, you know what? (sighs) This lady's 47. 47 the poor man is 51 and he won't be able to celebrate his inheritance i hope he at least was able to pass it down to his children something right but you know what good luck (laughs) now let's move on to this topic that i seen on pink wall now on the topic of stupid shit of the century um here we have these two men being arrested via steel oxtile the people them teeth the oxtile It says two men were arrested Wednesday after stolen packages of oxtails were found in a car during a traffic stop in Cyprus. <laughs> people, 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 we can't, no, no. Where the world I come to? My aunt, all right. You have to understand, right? Make a, look, make a look on the picture here, right? The people them where I see this on um, YouTube, Look on the picture, look good. I will not even understand, but I can see the thought process of someone saying, okay, they went to the store. They are financially not in a space where they can afford anything. They have children. They have things. They have responsibilities. Them going to the store, them take like one bag of steal and them leave. Right? Take a little one bag of oxtails, feed your family and leave like that. I can look past that. I can forgive my nigga. You got like 25, 30 packages of oxtails on the the, the roof of the cop car. Where was you going with that? And knowing Oxtail prices, this was going to be a sweet little come up for him. But it's like, my dude. And you know what I think, too, sometimes these people, what they be doing, yes, they be stealing to sell it back. But, like, let's say there's, like, a... um, Uh, a store or something they'll sell it back to the store to a different store or let's say they're having a party and they can't afford oxtails that could be the only explanation as to like why you would steal so much freaking bags bags of oxtails you know what mick would just move on because yeah yeah okay So um, Blueface and Krishan. Now, I saw many different instances where Blueface and Krishan were going back at it in the media. Now, we're not going to cover every single one because, you know, I got time for that. But um, in addition to that, I feel like their relationship is very normal but unhealthy, Right. So it's like it's normal for their age and who they are to be having like these toxic battles and stuff like that. They're like in their early 20s. I was having these crazy things in my early 20s as well. Um, However, I feel like with growing up. I've realized that, hey, this way of showing up in a relationship is very, very unhealthy. So I don't want to continue that cycle. So what I will do is, you know, take certain pieces of what's going on between Krishan and Blueface and then we'll like kind of discuss it. So this is what Blueface had to say. Complaining about being a single parent, but wanting another kid with the alleged same person as your first child has to be a sign of mental illness and honestly like blueface it's it's like this should be like a reality check to blueface i remember and this is just coming from my own life guys this is not me projecting onto them but just remembering um experiencing what i've experienced in my past relationships it's like the guy will literally tell you in bold, in your face, hey, I don't love you. I don't want you. You are crazy. You are crazy for wanting me when I don't want you. Like, it be, it's sickening. And then it's like, what they would do is they'll say something really, really mean. And then do something like really really nice to like get back in your good graces and then do something like really really mean again so i can understand like Krishan being confused like one minute you're mean to me but the next minute you're like with me chilling and we're like having a good time the next minute you're talking really really bad about me but then the other second you're like gifting me certain things and telling me all these amazing things what my recommendation to women growing up or just women in general would general like what what it would be is that um if he can't be consistent in the way that he treats you in terms of the positive traits then I don't think it is for us. But again, that's just my experience because I've experienced the toxic up and down. One minute you treat me bad, one minute you treat me good. And then I've also experienced um, it like, a situation where it's been consistent where it's like i consistently care for you i consistently treat you well i consistently show up for you and i think as women especially like when we're like young and we're in like our um late teens early 20s we we can become bored with that um consistent consistency because we want to have an argument here we want to we want to like we want to have those fiery moments in the relationship that will like ignite the spark However, I feel like as you mature, you realize that all you really need is someone to consistently love you and consistently show up for you. So I just feel like Krishan and Blueface are just going through the regular shebang that we go through as we grow up, right? When we're in our um, late teens, 20s, we have that toxic relationship. We learn our lesson and we move on. So um, Krishan hasn't quite like... Le- like fully learned yet. I feel like she is on her journey to learning, but with that being said, I would like Krishan to read this and sit with this and listen to what he said, right? But anyway, off of Krishan off of Blueface. Now this Roma sing person, I don't even know how, like, she kind of showed up on the timeline. But here she is, right? And the reason why I wanted to discuss her was because I guess she's, like, out here using the N-word. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I hope we aren't like giving people taps on the wrist for this kind of behavior, but let me get into the specifics and understand it most, right? I'll understand it some more. So, Oop, Roma Singer fired from the real estate job at Douglas uh, Element amid news she used the N-word and said most black people don't have jobs um it says the real the Real Housewives of New York City star Romer Singer has been axed from her job at Douglas Element. sources exclusively tell page six so yes um I like this I like the fact that she is being held accountable for what she is sane, right? Um, I feel like people, like, I feel like people don't think before they speak. And back to what Queen Latifah had said in the beginning of our show, if you were here for that, she referred to the Malcolm X quote that, hey, um, the most disrespected person in America is the Black woman. And I feel like the most disrespected community in America is the African American community. And with that being said, we have to set boundaries and allow for consequences when they're crossed so when i see the boundary being set that hey hands off don't be called don't be calling nobody no n-word and all of that so the boundary is set and then when you cross that boundary you're losing your job you're losing your reputation you're losing everything you're now being held accountable now what this teaches other communities is hey we're not playing don't disrespect us. And it also allows us to gain power and confidence in ourselves as a community. So I enjoy when things like this happen, when people are able to, you know, get a little dose of a, a little dose of a medicine. Um, all right. So moment of truth or... Let's just say, let me prepare you for this one. For those of you who Nipsey Hussle and more London fans and all of that, let me just prepare you guys in advance. I'm going to speak authentically on how I feel now. I am more than welcome to, you know, have a conversation with you in the comment section about this. However, my thoughts are mine right so according to the neighborhood talk mother of nipsey hustle's daughter loses guardianship bid to nipsey's family will have no access to daughter's 5 million inheritance so i looked at this and i didn't i didn't get into the the full write up but just looking at this to me i don't like it yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Mm-mm. I know. I know. I know. I know. Nipsey, Nipsey, Lauren, Lauren. I get it. I get it. I love me some Lauren London, ATL a smash. Love, 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 love Lauren London. Um, and I've gained love for Nipsey Hustle because of my love for Lauren London. Maybe not the biggest Nipsey Hustle fan, but definitely. Um can say I I love him because Lauren London loves him, right? Now, not because I love you. I feel like all the decisions that you make are the correct one. I feel like (sighs) if a man goes and has a child here, then has a child here and is no longer with us i feel like if both children are not of age both parents should receive a good amount of money to take care of the child if that if those funds have already been allocated, right? That's just my quick little opinion on that. Um, despite how you feel about this person, how you feel about that. I like I, But you know what? Let me read the full write-up and see if my opinion changes. But just looking at it, I feel like, hey, Both parties should receive funds that were allocated. It shouldn't be one party receive funds, right? The other party holds on to the funds, right? And they're going to say, oh, well, we're holding on to the funds until um, the child turns 18. Okay. Understandable, right? However, what if the mom needs the help and the assistance now when the child is young, going to school, doing certain things? And why do we give it to this mom, but not that mom, right? If we are saying, okay, hey, you know what? We're not going to give the children any money until they're 18, 21. Make it fair across the board. None of the children should should get any funds at that point, right? But let's let's look into it and um see if you know I can get some more de- details. So according to the neighborhood talk, neighbors, according to the court documents, Nipsey Hussle's family was awarded the power to manage his daughter Imani's seven figure inheritance after they were granted granted guardianship of the child instead of her mom okay okay so see opinion definitely changes if the family is the one who has guardianship of the child then i feel like the money should definitely stay with the family if the if the child is with the family the money should definitely um stay with the family how I was thinking it was, hey, the child was over here with the mom just being abandoned and neglected and not receiving the financial assistance that she needs to raise her child. However, if you're not in this child's life, then um, yes, I guess the, that's that's the battle there. Right. Who gets the child? Because whoever gets the child gets the money. Which even that in itself, I, I I don't know. But let me continue. The five million slated to be distributed to the child will be controlled by Nipsey's brother Sam, his sister Samantha, and mother Angelique. We previously reported that Imani's mother Tanisha Foster was fighting to have guardianship. Of her and Nipsey's daughter. The money being distributed to Imani will have to come from her Uncle Sam and his family. Tanisha has no ties to the money. Tanisha tried to fight the guardianship that she allowed Nipsey's family to have over her daughter after Nipsey died. She claims she only agreed to it because her financial. Limitations okay, so how I'm getting this story is when Nipsey Hustle was alive, she wasn't able to financially provide for the child. Nipsey Hustle had his family, she gives custody of her child to Nipsey Hustle and his family. Now, of course. I can understand the cha- the shift in opinion when this man now passes away wanting to have your child back, right? And then here comes this conflict of, hey, whoever has the child gets the money.
3: Yeah. I, mm. mm-mm, mm-mm,
0: mm-mm, mm-mm. All I can say as it relates to this is, Wherever this young lady, this baby girl gets raised, I just hope she has the awesome experience that I know her father would have provided her with had he been here, right? So if that's with the mom or that's with the family, whomever, I just want her to grow up and receive the, the awesomeness that I knew Nipsey would have wanted to provide to his daughter. Now let's move on. Now who was, when y'all was scrolling on, um, Beyonce and Obama's internet, did y'all come across this cup of noodles thing where the cup of noodle is now, um, allowing you to, to, to microwave it? So, according to the neighborhood talk, um y'all hear for it, cup noodles will finally be microwavable for the first time in fifty years, thanks to new cup design. I want to say news flash to cup of noodles um whoever, manufacturing company, CEO, hey, let me whisper something in your ear real quick. Um, we've been, we've been microwaving these bad boys. Oh, let me tell you, some of us we're lazy. We just pour the water in the cup of noodles, cover it, put something on it. And we put it in there for a minute, two minutes, sometimes even three. All right. Now there's some of us who enjoy, you know, boiling the water on the stove, throwing it in the cup of noodle um packet, in the cup of noodle cup covering it and then just putting it in the microwave for maybe like a 30 seconds to a minute. So we've, we've, we've been, we've been doing this um for, for some time now. So I guess, thanks. 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 for, for the, the approval. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on now. Um, I really do find myself, after the other day, watching Kris Jenner um, express remorse and regret for leaving Robert Kardashian because she thought things were green on the other side, when indeed it was when indeed it wasn't. So I am like, hey, you know, we can we can chit chat a little bit more about the Kardashians now. Um, <laughs> I hope y'all can understand how North literally pulled me out my seat with this one. Let's listen to this um, exchange between Kim Kardashian and her daughter, Northwest, okay?
3: Can you read it like that? Yeah. You want some? No, Thanks. You're just gonna eat an onion like an apple. This is what she does, people. She eats veggies like,
0: oh, like apples. This is what do you think about
3: the work your mom does?
0: What does she do? Oh, <laughs> there it goes. 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 Okay, 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 okay. No, um, so it. it- <laughs> It's two different clips, right? We got two different things going on in this one clip. And I'm going to actually play this again for you guys. Now, one thing we have going on here is the Weird Addictions. It's given Weird Addictions where we have Northwest eating a raw freaking onion with the skin on it. Mm, baby we didn't even peel the onion we didn't saute it we didn't mix it into something like she's just eating the onion right and then you have the um the other issue the one that I was mainly focused on where the person in the background says how do you feel about what your mom does for a living north is looking like what the hell does my mom do for a living um, yeah, that's that's what gagged me. So let's listen to it again Um, without my <laughs> interruption.
3: Can you eat it like that? Yeah, you want some? No, thanks. You're just going to eat an onion like an apple. This is what she does, people. She eats veggies like like apples. What do you think about
4: the work your mom does?
3: What does she do?
0: (laughs) Like, when I say it be your own kids, it be your own kids. Kids do not tell any lies. Like, Especially when they're raised in an environment where they're comfortable to experience, um, to express their truth. Oh, 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 I feel like we create liars when we penalize kids for expressing um their truth, so now they have to, you know, hide and, and, and do all of that stuff. But look, it be your own kids, that's all I'm gonna say it really do be your own flipping churing. But anyway, let us um move on. As we're on the topics of the Kardashians, Kourtney Kardashian asked her 11-year-old daughter Penel- Penelope if she was okay with Tristan Thompson being around after telling her she's so triggered by him so let's listen
3: Tristan's with them is that okay okay I feel like she gets it from me I told her like the first day of school I was like so triggered by him I don't know why and then I was like you know right I know why but I was like I feel like we all like brush it off and are fine. And then I was just like, so triggered. And I was like, I just can't do it anymore. Like, I just can't. Tristan has made horrible decisions and choices, you know, with my sister. There's times when I'm so triggered by him, I can't be around him. And then there's times when I just let it go because we just want harmony. And, you know, he's the father of, my niece and nephew. I'm really proud of myself for where me and Tristan are and how I am able to allow him to be the father he wants to be. But where I am at with Tristan has nothing to do with what I expect my family members to do. If Penelope has her feelings about Tristan, rightfully so. And good for you, girl. I want Penelope to have these feelings and I don't want to talk her out of them because I don't want this behavior to be something that i'm validating or i'm justifying i want her to know that how she's feeling is the right way to feel we should not accept someone treating us like this
0: tristan's with them is that okay okay um that like for me raises the raises like the question as to is is there like wrong versus right way to raise a child, right? Because again, uh, come from a very, very, very different community from the Kardashians, of course. And being from that community, we have the thought process of, hey, children are children and we leave them out of grown folks Business, right? And it's the idea that, hey, you're going to always have to respect your elders. You're always going to have to respect those who come before you, those who are above you, whether your mom and dad get along with them or not. You being a child will always have respect, right? And that's just something that they, that that they teach and, um, teach taught me while growing up. Like you'll have respect. Even if mommy, if mommy just argued with sister Rose down the road and they get into a fight the next morning, when you're walking to school, if you see sister Rose, you better say good morning. Like you better, you better speak up like, and don't disrespect her. Right. So I come, that's where I'm raised. Now, seeing um, the Kardashians and the way in which they want their their children to be raised and understanding that, hey, there are certain things that happen and it's okay to express negative emotions towards that, I feel like. I like that in a little way because it teaches your child from a young age that, hey, their emotions are valid and it's okay to have negative emotions and express that towards someone who you feel crosses your boundaries or has disrespected you. So I kind of understand that aspect of it. But I also like believe wholeheartedly that children are children and should stay in a child's place. I don't feel like children should be burdened with the responsibility of understanding what parents are going through emotionally, mentally, financially, because sometimes we as adults don't even understand it. I just feel like I want to allow you to be a child and be in a bubble. Like even if your dad is like the biggest piece of a junk to me as an individual, if he's an awesome father, I will shield you from the aspect that he's a trash right to to me because I feel like men could be like really bad husbands but really good parents right so why am I going to ruin my child's experience and my child's bond with her father because I don't like something that he may have done right it's it's I feel like it's a lot of moving pieces going on, but you know what? This boils down to a to each is mo to each his own kind of thing, where hey, we are all people and we all see things differently, and that's why we all exist in the world differently, right? That's why we're constantly all debating because we're all raised differently, right? So let's um move the hell on. So Natalie Nunn is out here, Natalie nunning like she always does so according to neighborhood talk not Natalie none bet her husband to receive head if the Warriors won she won the bet so let's listen and look at this clip
5: we're live we're live we go. and I need some head tonight hmm. so that's what's going on here the bet is on the line the bet is ah! 38 seconds Oh my God, Warriors! This is go not a Warriors. fucking game. <laughs> Let's go, Warriors! Oh my God, two coming to please? Yeah!
0: so uh, enough of watching natalie none um if it's one thing i'm going to say about natalie Nunn, yes she's done bad girls club yes she's doing baddies yes 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 all these things but we can always like look at we like people are multifaceted people right and we 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 like to judge people for who they are but if we can like find like good things in people like I think we'll be better off like if we look at Natalie Nunn if it's one thing Natalie has done Natalie has kept herself a man bad girls club baddies whatever she kept herself a husband Natalie was one of the bad girls that got married and she didn't marry no old body D- Natalie's husband is ka-ching, ka-ching okay Natalie cash cashed in real good with him in terms of he looks um, amazing. I think he's like a, he plays sports or something. I'm not quite sure of the sport or whatever, I've never been interested enough to dig into Natalie's Natalie nuns, um, husband's past or his life. However, like Natalie nun, like she knows how to keep a man. So I guess I'm going to the basketball game and we're going to be making bets about who's doing what, because it, it it looks like it works, okay? Now, I just really wanted to just, you know, applaud Natalie Nunn for, you know, being creative in her marriage and not being boring. I feel like sometimes when you are in a long-term relationship, things can grow old. So, Natalie Nunn, keeping it spicy, I feel like, you know, girls, are you taking notes? <laughs> All right, so for those of you who know, you know, but for those of you who don't, let's discuss Kay Sanat. Kaya Sanat. I can never say this man's name correctly. Hopefully one day, like one of you guys will like correct me in the comments. Until then, I'm going to battle between the two, right? But Kaya Sinat recently did this stream where he's live streaming for a couple days in a in an environment that is set up like a prison he has invited all these different people to show up Krishan has showed up offset did um cancel last minute on the lot um on doing the live stream but you see all these different people and they they are like you know making satire like in regards to some of the things that occur in prison and stuff like that you know with dropping the soap and all these different things but for the most part I haven't really been hearing much negative feedback about the live prison stream until i read what natalie turner had to say and what natalie turner had to say was kaisanat is a sorry excuse for a black man and so is everybody entertained by his mockery of enslavement and forced servitude he is really pretending to be in bondage while also mocking the sexual trauma endured in prison just sick. People like him are a plague. We're in such a sensitive time where so many are fighting to be free and you, a streamer with millions of followers, decide to promote bondage. Um, I just feel as though (sighs) Natalie Turner is you're right and you know what you're actually right about this line here where you say we're in a sense such a sensitive time and I want you to highlight the word sensitive we are in a time where everything that is done it triggers someone it makes someone feel as though um it okay well hey we're making fun of trauma you're this you're that you're you're all you're all bad so let's address right so what natalie um turner said about kay sanat kai sanat to me basically first of all, Kai, I don't, I don't view Kai as a man. I feel like Kai is a young guy. Um, I don't feel like Kai is of age to the point where you can say, oh, well, he's fully matured. Like Kai is battling between kid man. Like, I feel like that's where Kai is at. It's not like he's some gray back man that's in his fifties doing this, right? This is a streamer, like you know, he's young, um, and I get it. She may not feel like she wants to excuse the behavior because he's young, but let's address the behavior right now. When can we allow for entertainment to just be entertainment without taking offense to every little thing? Right, I feel like you watch movies all the time you're entertained you move on so why when it comes to comedians it comes to youtubers it comes to streamers doing the entertaining? there's always these negative negative ass drawbacks like do you know how many prison shows prison movies have been invented and how many various approaches approaches that they have taken on these prison docs now he's taken um a satire approach to it maybe doing this this way can like expose his audience to being like hey you know what this jail shit is really a fucking joke like you know like I don't like I don't know, but I just feel like not everything we have to um, criticize, not everything we have to treat so sensitive, sensitively. And of course, Natalie has her opinion. I'm going to respect her opinion. However, I do also believe that the Kai Sinat stream is just another form of entertainment. And whenever people get up on their own platforms, set up their own shit without a corporation, without all these different white people having their hands in in the pockets of whatever they're creating, people have a negative say about it. Like we're literally like, and i'm going to get get into this if if um we're able to to address these topics either today or tomorrow but about how like we allow like hollywood to do and create and be but when someone is just sitting in the corner of their room doing the exact same thing and sometimes even better we critique that like why but anyway um, I'm going to move on. Yes, I understand her message. Yes, I understand that there is a bigger p- picture. Um, yes, I get it. Um, hashtag prison reform. Hashtag, you know, enslavement. Hashtag forced servitude. I understand the severity of men being in prison i understand that the population and i under like i understand all of it with the black population in prison and how black men are targeted i understand everything i understand the rape culture in, in the the our culture in in prison i under, like i understand all of it however can people just exist right can people just exist now um let's move on to SZA dancing and I came across this and honestly this is like the second time I'm like seeing SZA really throw down on the stage and I'm actually liking it so I just kind of wanted to show it to you guys I just wanted to show it to you guys as well all right I'm gonna um pause this song because I don't want to get copyright um get hit for copyrights but yeah she's basically dancing to um the the song with um i think it's sexy red and drake but anyway um this is a looking amazing performing doing her thing and this is just a scissor celebration post right now let's move on to This thing here. And it says, um, What's a red flag about yourself? I mean... Do we ever, like, really explore this? Like, what is a red flag about you? We like to point the finger at um other people and be like, oh, my God, this person is so this, this person is so that. Like, what is your red flag? I want you to share in the comment section, if you're watching this on YouTube, what your red flag is. Now, let me see some of them in the comments. Um. This person says, I like you. I lock you in too fast. The other per- this next person says, I think everybody is lying. The uh, next person says, I asked you to do something for me, and you got two seconds before I do it myself. Another person says, I be offering people food. I'm eating, but hope they, <laughs> they be saying no. Um, What is one... uh? red flag about me while you think you're having a regular devil a regular regular conversation with me I don't do this anymore i can say i don't do this anymore because i realize how mentally taxing it is to have a mental conversation with yourself while you're having another conversation with someone else but i am always mentally assessing every single word that comes out of your mouth your body language everything are you telling me the truth um are you being honest are you being genuine are you even interested in this conversation are you bullshitting are you like i have so much questions going through my mind so i'm like vet in you in my mind as we're having a conversation. I'm like, hey, yeah, and I'm like vetting who you are. But that is something I feel like may, may have been like a defense mechanism for me because I don't really do it anymore. I feel like it's so taxing to try to read people. So I'm like, look, if you ain't say it, I don't, I don't care. I'm not about to sit here and go into overdrive and try to understand your microaggressions or your micro movements. Absolutely not (laughs) what a waste of time but anyway let's um move on and don't forget to share yours because i was just really vulnerable okay so share yours in the comment section if you heard this now um (laughs) i came across this post as well and jasmine said ladies you 25 minutes away from the house and your best friend just pulled up and said I'm outside your man is in the house do she wait for the car or can she go into the house and wait for you there no does she wait in the car sorry does she wait in her car or does she go in the house if you don't take your ass inside that house I just feel like um you can have boundaries as it relates to your friendships and your romantic partnerships. But I feel like at some points we're just being tedious and insecure. So I feel like, Hey, like just go inside. Right. But maybe someone thinks something different. Share your thoughts and comments. (laughs) Okay. So update on this kifi d case um where he's being charged for the murder of tupac according to neighborhood talk kifi d reportedly can't afford a lawyer will use a public defender in the tupac murder case um good luck to this man good luck i I honestly don't know what direction I see this situation going in Um, because he's already calling names. Right. He's already called Diddy's name. He's already done that. So it's like, you know what? Let's see, because now he does. Now you can tell he's coming from a space of desperation because he doesn't have any money to even get a real lawyer so he has a public public defender who may convince him to do certain things you know but good luck to him and we'll continue to stay up to date on these cases now Shenzia shenny yang for all my shen Yangs out there for my jamaicans out here um Shen-Tia is doing a little uh freestyle thing, like a little, you know. So um it says shensia never misses when it comes to freestyles. And again, for copyright purposes, I'm not gonna play the entire thing, but make well listen a listen look a bit to shensian for say, And tell me if the one year hits are not. You're looking at the topest rascal in the United States of America. I Ancia drop double R for Kabima. Grass green, but must still hustle for make it greener. More cheese on my bread. You look like pizza. VVS or cold treat. Outta my freezer. I'm in a plate like the dealer. Top shadows and squeezers. I'm in a to bomb, bitch. but Bottom feeder. All right, so I'm not gonna play anymore again for copyright purposes. And guys, if you hear, if you're like watching the re the replay of this and you weren't able to hear like if you weren't able to hear parts of her rap or you feel like a piece of the podcast was like cut out or something it's just because i got hit for copyright and i had to take it out of the the video um on the audio podcast you'll be able to hear everything but on youtube if you like miss a piece of the show or you feel like hey I'm not hearing this or something like that. It's because I had to either mute or clip a part of the podcast to allow it to be on YouTube's platform without a copyright strike. Now, what are my thoughts on Shensia? Shensia has been taking this new direction as it relates to her music. And I feel like this new direction that she has been taking as it relates to her music, not that it hasn't garnered her um, much success, but I do think with all new ventures, you have to kind of allow for people to shift with you and progress and move along with you. Right. Because remember, Shansia was introduced to us as a Jamaican artist when she came out with Ludi and all of that. And we fell in love with her Jamaican sound right so now having her enter into the hip-hop world and especially rap right where she's singing but she's also rapping but then she's also incorporating the Jamaican style and the Jamaican flavor I just don't know how well this is going to age and I feel like Shansia and Spice are two of Jamaica's most impactful artists right now especially as it relates to females so whatever they do it's like it it will shift the culture because i do find that as of seeing shantia rap a lot more and try to kind of rap but on like a patois um but still keep it jamaican I feel like I've seen an incline in Jamaican rappers, right, people in Jamaica rapping in patois. Now, my thing is, if everyone, right, decides that they want to shift to this new jamaican rap thing that we have going on with shantia then where does the real authentic reggae dance song? who's going to stick by and do those and don't get me wrong what well, i've little um like a good jamaican song amad we amado like they have some really really good um jamaican dance hall songs as well so i'm not gonna knock it i'm just saying shantia is taking a real different path as it relates to her um career and i hope like hell she can be successful with it right it would be nice to see her as a jamaican rapper singer whatever make it big in the hip-hop industry however for all those people who are coming behind her i just my hope is that they don't neglect real authentic Jamaican dance hall, real authentic reggae because real authentic Jamaican dance hall and real authentic reggae has had the industry, the world on lock for a very long time. So to neglect that, that sound would be a real, um, disservice to the Jamaican culture, but you know what, we'll see how everything unfolds. Let's move it on. So here is Mr. Dwight Howard. I'm mean, gonna take a sip of water. My throat was like, oh. But here is Mr. Dwight Howard. Now, um, his he is dressed as somebody. Now, I'm not quite sure what the hell Dwight Howard is dressed as for Halloween. But this here is his Halloween costume. Now, for those of you who are watching this on YouTube, comment down below. Tell me what Dwight Howard's Halloween costume is. Are you liking it? How are you feeling about it? The reason why I personally included the Halloween costume or just Dwight Howard on a whole was because I love the fact that he is just gracefully living his life even after all these different rumors. Like I really, really love this for Dwight Howard. And um his caption says, why they mad? Because God chose me. So you know, here it is, Dwight Howard still having fun, not letting, you know, societal influences fuck up his mental health or fuck up what he got going on so kudos to you dwight howard okay so the shade room posted this and you know they're always for posting some um comedic stuff so let's listen to what nana had to say yes
6: when before you were born,
4: and what what did you go to jail for? What was your crime? What crime did you commit? What did I go for? Yeah, why was you in jail? Why they lock you up? What did I went they to visit somebody? Who? <laughs> A friend of mine. So you've never been to jail yourself, though, right? That was me. What? What are you talking about? I went to jail. Uh huh. To visit my friend. Uh mm-hmm. huh. But have you ever had handcuffs put on you? Not
1: by police
0: officers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh, I swear on the TikTokers and Instagrammers and Facebookers. Why on a love about it, the old people them? Only need for stop trouble on a grandmother and on the mother for doing them like a TikTok thing here. Cause we're to end up find out some things we're on we're enough for know about. But here granny is like, what are you talking about prison? Like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, went to jail once to go visit a friend. What are you talking about? And then she said, Oh, you haven't had handcuffs on you? Not by no damn police officer, but she, Granny Dunn did not handcuffs. Look, Granny Dunn lived her life, okay? <laughs> Shout out to her. Um, That was just a funny moment that I really wanted to, like, kind of um talk about. Now, according to its on-site, Cat Williams says, giving reparations to Black people is the only way for society to move past racism um i i have multiple thoughts on this here i feel like comedy on a whole um remember earlier we were talking about how we've become like sensitive as a community. So it's like, you can't even like joke on certain things anymore. Um, Kai to not try to joke on the prison stuff and it, and he's getting flack for it. And you see many times, even Dave Chappelle, he, he runs his jokes and stuff like that. Does it stand us? Things that people have done for such a long time and they're receiving such They're being penalized for it, right? So imagine living in a world where you're 50, 60, in your late 40s, and you literally made a career out of just having fun and just kicking it and telling jokes to your fans, just to now realize that you're now being canceled for that very thing. You're now being penalized for that very thing. Well, the message that that sends to comedians is that you have to be very, very, Particular about the topics that you talk about, and with that being said, it limits the comedian and their craft and what they can talk about. Which is why I feel like Cat Williams, Cat Williams, continue to make the the racist racism jokes. I feel like one time, two times, three times, but it's like I feel like Cat Williams can't even branch off because the way society is so sticky and icky and everybody's like walking on eggshells that you really can't even be versatile and then do other things and venture off so I do feel like I, I like just just like kind of reading the headline and and like I did get a little glimpse of it I just feel like Cat Williams and the comedians, they need they need more topics to um discuss. But let's let's see, was this a funny cat Williams joke or was it like tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes? Let's listen and we'll judge.
4: Bring up racial issues because we have a chance now. We only months away from 2024. We could do some shit that's never been done in history, and it will be easy. We could get rid of racism once and for all as a country just because we bigger than that and we don't need to be dealing with that shit in 2024 we can do it now white people we gonna need y'all look your white people what <laughs> yeah so i don't talk about political shit because sometimes my viewpoints change as i get more information This is one of those situations. I didn't used to believe in this, but now I do. White people, I want you to hear it from me in front of black people. Um, And I in no way speak for all black people, but I do speak for all niggas, and you're not supposed to know the difference. So, okay, so here it is. Um, White people, uh, it's now time for black people to get paid reparations for everything that black people have been through in this country. Let's pay those reparations. Look at white people, what? Okay, white people, I know you're wondering, why now? Why Kat, why now? Why, why? Well, here's the thing, white people, and I'm being honest with you. As black people, um, we've never said this in history, but um, it's time for us to get reparations. Black people, uh, it's our money. And when do we need it? Yeah. You see that, white people? We didn't even rehearse that. That's how badly black people need this money. Like, every one of us needs this. And, and white people, you need it too. You need it too. Aren't you ready to get this racism shit past us? Like, no white person in here has ever had a slave a day in your life. Don't you want to get this? The fuck off of you? Pay those motherfucking reparations. <laughs> Listen here, white people. We just gave $300 billion to Ukraine. Bring up racial
0: issues. All right. So, let's discuss. Um... He did squeeze his punchline in there, which I actually like his plea on that because the fans actually w- was his um punchline. When do we need it? Now, right? I want my money. <laughs> when do I want it now? Um. So we kind of all remember that as black people. I think from like the commercial and stuff. Um, JG Wentworth, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> hey guys. Hey JG 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 Wentworth. Whatever the hell you guys are. Um. But I hope that that was them. If I remember, if my memory serves me correctly, so he did um, get his punchline in, which means thumbs up to cat williams for that he does not receive tomatoes today now let's talk about the exact topic because i feel like with jokes there can also be some underlying truth to it um or sometimes we see tumultuous situations and we choose to make fun of it because it's like where i come from we say yeah for take bad things until it's in a joke like if you're experiencing some bad shit in life it's better you turn it into a joke and just laugh at that shit instead of like being like drawn down by it, right? So we have that aspect of it. Now, Kevin, I'm going Kevin, Woo, Kevin Hart. No, 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 Kevin Hart is my favorite, but we're talking Cat Williams. Now, Cat Williams discussed racism and he's saying, hey, look, we need some form of reparations because look at what, how much money Ukraine got. And I think this is a theme as well that I've been seeing recently where Americans are calling out America for helping out Ukraine, for helping out um, Israel, for helping out like a lot of different countries, but not really doing what needs to be done on their own soil. Now. As for me, I, I don't like. I can't be swayed or pulled in one direction because I myself am an immigrant. Um, I started from the bottom and I came here, right? And because of America allow me the opportunity to be here, I was able to make something better um, of myself, right? So we do see those success stories. Now I get it, like people in America, now that I'm in America, I'm like, wait, like, they probably should do some more for, you know, the people who are here. You know what I mean? However, if we do compare ourselves to other countries, which is probably not good to compare ourselves, but if we decide to compare ourselves as Americans to people in other countries, I do think we are doing, we're, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Um. Now, do I think we'll ever receive reparations as the um african-american community look if we are just sign me the hell up i think we've talked about it for a long time long time we've talked about reparations um we've we've talked about it i feel like it sounds good in theory but until we put it into practice we're just babbling right so I do like um Cat Williams uh, punchline there. And I do think Cat Williams, like kept with each comedian, there is an art to the way in which they do things. Kevin Hart's, um, the art to the way he does things is he talks about his own stuff. He talks about his family, talk about his own experience, and he makes fun of himself. Cat Williams and Dave Chappelle has this as well, where they take controversial political ideals, make fun of it while bringing forth the, the blunt, the bluntest truth. Right. So they'll like they'll like take a topic and they'll like make fun of it. But then after it's said and done, it'll be like, oh no, like that's that's really true what he said, even though he was like joking the whole time. Like you have it in your mind, right? So I do feel like that is also like a definite um sure way to do your thing as a comedian i would just like to see cat williams venture off a little bit more right it's like if you sit down and you watch the movie you watch it over and over and over it's like oh you know so i just feel like i want to see cat williams venture off a little bit more um in terms of the topics that he discussed but again neither here nor there because cat williams he does his thing now let's move the hell on speaking of kevin hart um <laughs> rap ctv according to rap ctv kevin hart tells the story of how him and his mom almost got robbed in philly you see what I mean? Like Kevin Hart jokes about himself and his own experiences. Not saying that this is a joke, but I'm just saying he tells his own. That's how he that's how he does his thing. But let's let, let me let's listen. Um, No, not let's listen. Let's let me read this real quick. Kevin Hart telling Wallow and Gilly the story of how him and his mom got robbed is too funny. OK, yes. Take it back. Here he is joking about himself. Like I said, he does. Let's now actually listen.
1: I remember I, I got, man, my mom got robbed. You and your mom. Man, my mom got robbed. Damn. You want to hear a crazy boy coming from the laundromat? I mean, we had a bunch had of laundry. Wait, a,
2: right nigga, there, nigga, right a, there. Listen, you the red-
1: laundromat right there. We got the shopping cart. I'm talking folded clothes, right? My mom got the cart. I got my book bag. I used to go to the laundromat, do the homework. My mom used to carry this little fanny pack, orange fanny pack. Dude came out. He said, Get that shit up, bitch. My mom was like, No. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> swear to, swear to God. he said he said you think I'm fucking playing with you get that shit up my mom was like it's nothing in it no I'm just standing there I'm looking you know I, I don't even know what to do I'm shocked that I'm looking at a gun he snatched it off he go through it my mom had a bunch of tokens in there right God get mad he throw it at my mom he broke bitch <laughs> <laughs> <Yo. laughs> Call my mom a broke bitch threw the fanny back at her right? I remember I, I got what? Yeah, I told you it was nothing in it. Picked it back up. Come on, Kevin. And act like nothing happened. You know, I was like, yeah, but the, the black woman was different. We though. almost died. In my mind, it was going down. I, <laughs> laundromat. And then she made me push the cart the rest of the way. I never walked up that street again for the rest of my life. And listen, I took man. the longest way to get to the laundromat. But what once was a five minute walk took me 30 minutes. I went, I would, Broad Street, all <laughs> up, across Broad <Royce> Street. <laughs> I stayed in the public eye. I went I said, I ain't going down that street. That's hey, I what I know what
2: happened down there. He ran up on his mom. Get it, put He was like, just give me a moment. He
5: was like,
7: give me a mom.
2: He was supposed to be. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing, mom? Look at this poke? He's listen, listen, listen. listen. He, 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 mom, listen. he really knew it wasn't but nothing yeah, in there. Yeah. He's like, it's nothing yeah. in there,
0: mom. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> okay, so like I see it's it's crazy. Um, that's how you know I was speaking facts. Here he goes again, joking about this experience, um with his mom. And I mean, Kevin Hart is just who Kevin Hart is. He's funny as hell. And he's been in the game for some time now. And he still, you know, has that authenticity to him. Like, do y'all remember Miss Green? Like, for those of you who remember Miss Green, just like, just say like, like type Miss Green in YouTube. Like, who remembers Miss Green? Long Teddy have no nipple ass. She has no nipples. Like, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Kevin. Okay, this right here was a post of Little Uzi Vert, and um, this is a very different look for Little Uzi. He has waves, and his hairline is looking nice. Um, very different from the dreads that he normally rock. So I don't know. It's given like, okay, JT, I could have seen what you saw in him, but you know, this is different. This is definitely different for Little Uzi. But let's move on to Shikana. So basically, uh, Shikana told T.S. Madison she'd let her have sex with her. Now, for those of you who don't know who um, are listening to the podcast or you just don't know in general, um, T.S. Madison is a trans woman. So let's um, listen to what Shikana has to say.
1: I mean, I like to get fucked by a man because I don't want to I don't want to bump cats.
0: But you um, you know you could cause you know that
8: it's a taboo thing. If you did want to bump cats, that um, you can get a, a woman could strap on to tear you up. I'll let you fuck me. Well, I don't need a strap on to do that. That's
1: what I'm trying to say, because I don't want to feel no strap. I want to feel the real meat. So me and girls don't get along because they don't have a real meat.
8: I um, just feel like that I've been propositioned by my sister to, to, <laughs> to tear her sugar walls up. Now you know I'm 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 Asian now. I'm getting older, come so this on, means yeah. I'm, I'm I'm really a, am not opposed to trying new things. You ain't no. Well, let's, out, let's
1: go in on the baby.
8: You know what our baby would look like if we had a baby? Yeah, together. the
1: baby be cute.
8: Which one does? Sister, don't play with me, girl. Don't
1: you play with me? That'd be big. Girl, like like I, just,
8: all all I, I don't even, I don't think I need a Viagra no more.
1: We'll Teddy Nation up though.
2: No. <laughs> they don't know what the fuck to do with that. <laughs> you bitch. The, now, baby, the
8: baby got two moms. Well, let's talk about a Viagra.
0: Like me, I like to get fucked by a man because I okay. Hold on one second let me just put this on. <laughs> what I'm doing is I'm putting on some lippity gloss because my lips feel chappity chap chap. All right, so Shakana, um, Shakana is Shakana, like. Shakana is always going to be Shakana. Shakana has been who Shakana is, okay? So if you want to have a good time, have Shakana as a bestie. Now, um, I have a question. Do men who transition turn back around? And that's like a real question okay so I was like reading through the comments to see if um anyone had anything that was like okay that kind of stood out to me but the comments didn't really stand out this time but do men like decide to once they trans? formed to a woman decide that hey you know what I actually I made a mistake or not even I made a mistake but actually I've lived this way so now let me go back to the original way and then like live that way. Like do men actually do that? I don't feel like I ever see see when trans people do that if they ever do it. But this was just a moment between TS Madison and shakana that I was like look at these two that I just really wanted to um just share with you guys. And yeah, no, no biggie, no, no, no big story about this, you know. Now, real quick, I came across this, and it seemed like a collaboration post between Rashida and this Gore Angie Page, and I was like really proud of Rashida and Kirk Frost. Now, I do remember earlier this year watching love and hip hop um atl and feeling as though they have matured past love and hip hop and need to venture off into new things so they can allow you know other people to kind of come on the show and you know allow younger people to be on the show right so when i saw this i was like look at them so this is called frost bistro and let's watch atl check out frost bistro rashida and kirk's restaurant they have the lamb, lamb chop crab claw and grits they have the red velvet lobster waffle the steak and lobster they're located in peter street i, I highly recommend you getting some of their specialty drinks they have the, the new bubble gum drink and they have oxtail slamming salmon And sandwiches, and also, I highly recommend you get in the lobster and grits with a drink tower. They also have the new breakfast menu item. Me and Rashida tried out her new fried pound cake, it was amazing. ATL, check out. Okay, so that clip was a little bit glitchy, but I really wanted to watch it all the way through because Bistro. Um, it, it seems like they're, they're doing their thing over there with, um, Frost Bistro because the food looks impeccable. The drinks look even better. Like there was like this five tier thing. So now I know if I ever go to ATL, I'm definitely going to have to stop off over at frost bistro you know what i hope i do hope that keith lee guy stops in and give us a review but i feel like this girl's review is also valid so yeah like shout out to kirk and um rashida i feel like we always speak about the negative things that these celebrities do so when they do something positive such as open a bar or open a restaurant or venture off into different territory and doing good at it then i feel like we should definitely celebrate them so shout out to this couple okay so this resurfaced video shows academics humbly responded to being called a bitch in what sense all right so um I also see a comment here by Leon Leon that says this will always be how I see DJ Academics when he get pressed by Vic like, when he um when he got pressed by Vic Mensa, he got to sh- um, shuddering and stuttering. Okay, well let me see this clip.
7: Did you how do you feel about it? I-, I wanted to slap you in your face, mm. honestly. And Ooh. I'm just seeing you here, so I'm like, this is a tame environment. So I would keep it to my words, but I really felt as if people exactly like you sensationalized and and made a following off a of clown in situations that we go through in real life. And I, I think you know, niggas ain't had no right. You know, you specifically, like you ain't never have a right. Like what ever made you feel like you had a, a space to have a perspective on our people dying on a daily basis. Okay, to joke so, okay. To you. so when I saw a drill and, and you could definitely chime in. When I saw a drill, drill was, was so hyped up by
4: everyone. I had to give a different perspective of what that was for people to realize that's not cool. And whether you agreed with it, right? And again, you're very close, you're involved in it. Um, Chief Keefe didn't like me, Dirt didn't like me. I mean, I think they grew to understand that the content was not just negative, right? No, it, it was clowning. it
7: was just negative, man. No, no, no. Like, come on, boy. You, like, you don't honest- think it was nothing constructive about it? There was nothing constructive about it. And I'm gonna tell you the truth. I, I, I really I really think you're a bitch because- In what it Because there's a video that that you put up about a person named Trey 57. Making all these jokes. Oh, here's another Chirac Savage. Like, this guy is stupid. He messed with the Grim Reaper. Like, nigga, this is not a video game. That's a nigga I grew up with. I've known since I was five years old. And to see you come on the internet and, like, with this corny ass little voice and make jokes about it, like, you know, I was waiting to see you. And it's a couple people waiting to see you. I heard you say you didn't want to come to Chicago when I sat down, because you clearly don't, because you no, really no, couldn't no, just, even stand outside. You get not, chased out wait, the mall. Wait, I do get love in Chicago though. Like, I mean I mean, out I mean, the mall, I, DJ Academics. I mean, truth be told, there's a mixed reaction. You know to you can't deal with that. You not you wait, so, so you it. act like there's no love for each No, and, I, and, I wish I'd have known. And, and you <laughs> need I, to. I wouldn't have put
2: him in that seat.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I would have sat there. No, no, no. I'm fine. No, no, when no, you I, talk I, about I, real I, niggas, not from real How do you feel about
0: that? All right. So, um, let's talk. Right now, first and foremost, the video that um this young man is talking about the young man with the dreads. I don't know, Vic something. I don't really remember his name. But yeah, the video that he's talking about that academics gave his commentary on, I've never seen that um video. Let me see if the Neighborhood Talk had posted it. No, the Neighborhood Talk only posted this video. All right, so um, this is what we're working with. Now, I guess um the point of... Posting this video was to say, hey, DJ Academics, um, (coughs) DJ Academics only responds to females but not males when he's being addressed and called a bitch because when he was called a bitch by a guy, he um responded with respect and was like oh in in what in what sense now let's let's let let's 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 digest right this was academic dj academic's in the beginning or not even in the beginning, I don't know what point of his career, but based on the video, you can tell that this was younger DJ academics, right? Younger DJ academics isn't going to react the same way as experienced DJ academics. Can this guy now sit down on a podcast with DJ academics and call him flat out a bitch? I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't, and I don't really see that happening. So let's just say, put that out there. One. um, Two, right? I want to focus on what this man says, right? And he's basically telling DJ Academics that he cannot create a platform where he chooses to give his opinion on certain things. And I'm like, so... DJ academics, a black man can't sit down in a corner of his room and build his studio, deck his shit out and do the same thing that these um, reporters in Hollywood and and all these other um, people are doing. Literally talking about y'all's lives. But when a small time person does it, oh, who do you think you are to be able to do that? Right. And I feel like I really don't appreciate commentary um, of such of like like that, because I feel like. If I were to say and I don't know if this guy's a rapper or something, but if I was to walk up to, let's say, someone in the industry and be like, why do you why do you have the audacity to think that we're going to listen to your whack ass raps? Why do you have the audacity to think that you can become successful? Why do you have the audacity to think that you can entertain us? Why do you have the audacity to think that you can go on the stage and sell out shows? Why do you have the, like, why, what, who do you think you are to be able to do that? How do I sound? I sound fucking like an idiot. I would sound stupid to ask a celebrity that, right? People believe in themselves and people create what they want to create. In the beginning, there are going to be rough starts, rough patches, especially in figuring out what it is that you're doing, which has happened with DJ Academics. But once you've kind of ironed it out, you kind of know exactly what you're doing, right? So I just feel like um, this opinion that, DJ Academic shouldn't should even be where he's at. I, I just didn't like it um, from that guy's from that guy, right? I feel like people they respect who they want to respect. And if they see you as a big fish, oh, they want to respect you. But if they see you as a little fish, they want to disrespect you. So when a little fish disrespects you back or the little fish is there disrespecting you, don't say nothing, right? Because you be you be disrespecting him too. But with that being said. Um I don't really look at DJ Academics any different way after this clip. I really and truly want to own in on what this guy, um this Vic, whoever this guy has to say, like I like, I don't get it. All right. So like again, so, remember with the sexy red um, Kaya situation, how I'm done talking about it after today? This is one of those situations that after today, we are not even revisiting this conversation again. So, again, Saucy Santana and DJ Academics are at it. WAC 100 gets involved. How does WAC 100 gets in, get involved? We're going to, you know, take a look and. Um, and, and that's when they keep it a We're going to take a look and find out later on in the show. I think this is just a clip of Saucy Santana just talking about it. But after today, November the 4th, as it relates to DJ Academics and Saucy Santana, unless something major pops off, I'm not even going to really entertain their back and forth. So according to It's On site, Saucy Santana goes off on DJ Academics and WAC 100. You want to link up with. With the Power Puff, with the with the Powder Puff girls, start chatting. Okay, so let me just
8: play because, yeah, this shit just get worse by the day. So now this bitch ass nigga academics don't went and did a link up with Wack One Hundred and another Powder Puff girl sitting on the motherfucking couch, face full of motherfucking fear. And then you got Whack One Hundred calling another bisexual boy like he's gonna do something to me, bitch. Who? who? Bitch, where? You done left one headquarters and went to another headquarters, but still ain't show up in Miami, and I'm not gonna see you no motherfucking where. So shut the fuck up. And I was gonna leave you alone once you started motherfucking crying. But since you wanna keep chatting and you done did a whole bad bitch link up, I got something for you. And whack 100, you a bitch. That's why he came and found you. You a bitch ass nigga too. You was the manager that's in love with Blueface that was mad because Blueface go with Krishan, right? That's you mad at a nigga about his bitch. all y'all suck one honestly this shit just get worse Being though the same way you go stop stop the gay boy narrative we can't say nothing to him all this cancel culture shit. it's plenty of things to say about me besides being gay so y'all can stop that one right there the same way you was fucking with a bitch about album sales and the same way you fuck with everybody else about how they music kind of statistics Go do the same thing. I'm gonna keep it 100. The last three songs I put out did not do well. The last three songs I put out did not do well. That plaque still on the thing though. But the last three songs ain't do well. You could go pick on my YouTube numbers, go pick on my monthly listeners on Spotify, go pick on my Apple screens. You could, you could, you could clown me as an artist like you do everybody else. Why the fuck is y'all gotta stick up y'all ass like y'all don't know what to say back to me?
0: so again last day of talking about this saucy santana um dj academics drama because again it is literally pointless but here it is um saucy santana is addressing dj academics and whack 100 for whack 100 sitting on a podcast and calling up his um his bisexual or gay friend to fight saucy Santana saying that hey you know what we can't do it because if we do it it becomes essentially what I was getting it becomes the hate crime or it becomes something really really bad for us but if you do it being a gay person you know will it'll all be good and mind you whack 100 did this on a podcast now I just mm, I' just be like, all for commentary, but I'm moving on. whether they want to move on from this argument or this spat or this dispute or whatever they're having, I'm moving the hell on. all right. Um, this is the same thing that um, hold on, let me see that I was talking about with with um, Northwest and Kim Kardashian. I love spending this time with North. Um, This is the same clip that I was talking about with Kim Kardashian and North, but this one is a better angle, right? Where Kim like gets into it, how she loves sharing quality time with North and how she likes to tell North about all these things that she's doing and blah, 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 just for North to say, what the hell does she do? So, Let's just look at it.
3: Right now, just because I'm about to go to Pelican Bay and visit a prison there. And anytime I can talk to her about what I do and why I do it is really important to me. What do you think about the work your mom does? What does she do? I love...
0: So it's like, hold on, if you're talking to Northwest about all this work that you've been doing, how doesn't she know um what you're doing? Again, it's always your kids, okay? They will definitely get you. And I have to say Kim Kardashian is a liar. She probably talked to North about um the prison reform work that she does like a hundred gazillion times, but if the kid don't remember, the kid just does not remember, right? Everybody keeps saying, hey, look, this girl is Kanye and definitely yeah, is. So that's why I want to- <laughs> Definitely is. Now let's move on to Ari Flesher, who shares a vulnerable moment with her father as they sit down for the first time. So let's see this clip.
2: You, uh, you need to like picture that. My life was really at my job most of the time. Like, I worked hella hours, 10 to 12 hour days until you became 18 years old.
1: That don't mean nothing. Yeah, that means something. No.
4: You weren't there for graduations. You weren't there for dances, for prom. I feel like it's, it's completely like missing out on my
2: life. But I was chasing happiness too for myself. That's what I got caught up in.
4: So you got what you accomplished. You feel okay? No.
2: Nah, nah. I just no nah, because
0: the reason Cause I'm why, off
2: shots support. Of
0: no, the real. Let's was, take a
4: shot
2: today. No.
0: That's bullshit. I feel like coming here and getting his side and hearing his truth is just kind of like a letdown for me.
2: Even though I don't like see you physically like we doing now i'm strolling through instagram and then i see a picture of you i'm like oh, okay she's doing all right I'm, i don't even have to communicate with her damn so that's why i want you to under, you need to like picture that my life was really at my job
0: um i mean it can be a bummer for people for you know um even though we like to say oh hey we're adults we're adults we're adults we're naturally all just literally kids at heart um and when As kids, we experience the neglect from our parent, whether one or both, mama, daddy, whomever, it does take a toll on us. And I think what Ari is experiencing now was actually taking a bigger toll on her just to kind of finally have that conversation with your dad and while having that conversation he just says hey like i kind of had a life i was living as well and you seemed good and nothing i feel like is ever going to be an acceptable answer for the neglect that we experiences that we experience as children because it's like okay well if you didn't want me then why bring me here um I think what happens a lot of times is when we have our own children, we start to not realize what our parents went through, but empathize with them a little bit more, right? And also, while empathizing with them, still being a better version of who they were. So I just feel like, Ari, just, you know, girl, just do your thing. And when you know better, you just do better, right? okay so let's get into the drama the megan the stallion jada kingdom and party and all of that so according to neighborhood talk jada kingdom says she wasn't the one giving party head megan um what where megan was sleeping so remember in megan the Stallion song she has that line where she calls out whoever her boyfriend is the guy that she was dating which we all assume to be party um partisan fountain um Basically, she talks about him receiving head in the same place where she rests her head. So I guess Jada Kingdom probably felt attack. You know how we as fans do. We'd be like, oh, what's it chew, what's it chew, what's a chew? So Jada, Jada Kingdom felt the need to address. So this is what Jada Kingdom had to say. So I guess I knew the lyrics before it dropped, right? And I decided to post my flowers eight hours, eight hours before as a hint, hint. It's me, guys. Huh? Why? The internet is a special place. I know it's going to drive y'all crazy to not have someone specific to um, terrorize for y'all president, but it wasn't me. So I guess, like, I don't know. Like, Jada, I I just feel like her response um, was a little bit, like, unnecessary, like she's being very sarcastic, and look, that's a how Uman steal. So we steal. We look extra. We're, we're trying. We look like a thing. So she said. So what she's saying is, yeah, because I like basically, I guess her fans are like attacking her, saying, "Hey, you knew that's why you posted these roses and stuff like that." You know, like you know the fans are kind of like attacking her and stuff. And Jada said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," because I I know like Jada's being like um sarcastic, like, yeah, yeah, I know what's going on in her head, I knew the lyrics, that's why I posted my flowers, it was me, yeah, 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 say all the things, and then she's saying, no, newsflash, I'm not the one she's talking about as it relates to your president, and I just feel like, hey, you could have um, articulated your sentiments in a more easier way, because at the end of the day, Megan the Stallion, and you have completely no beef, you're dating her ex, like, there's, no beef, but anyway, um, let's move on. Like we know Megan the Stallion is gonna be doing, okay? <laughs> okay, so Ocho Cinco, according to the neighborhood talk, disapproves of Keith Lee's Atlanta restaurant critiques, says the service isn't actually bad. You know how hard it is for us to get into the food industry okay this is a very different perspective let's listen to what ocho cinco had to say um with shannon sharp being
2: a performer a a professional athlete we get privileges sometimes at the restaurant and sometimes we get to get things that normal people don't get it happens i don't like it Ocho, so you okay. never, you've never gotten the table because you were ocho. senior. I'm, I'm not talking about that. Yeah, yeah, and when
6: it, when they do, when they do, I and mean, you know me, you know how I move, and everybody in this chat knows how I move when I go to restaurants. If you see me first, you understand what's coming at the end when it's time to tip. I've been doing that twenty some years. Okay, but I don't like the fact of what he's doing, Ocho. I don't, I don't like. I don't, you, I don't. I don't like ocho. it. I don't like the critiquing of our restaurants. And and having people and, 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 and talking bad about our goddamn businesses and Ocho. like dude, you know Ocho. how hard you know how it hard it is and I get it. for us to Ocho. even Ocho. get in the food
2: industry and to have Ocho. our own restaurant and so, like, what are we doing? Don't ask me don't ask me to come to your house and then ask me what I think about it without giving me to asking me to give you my honest opinion. Nobody asked. Like, nobody asked for that. Nobody asked that. A a lot of these people listen. A lot of these, a lot of these restaurants do DM him, ask him to come, but he wants to go on. A lot of times, he wants to go unannounced and and give people. That's what he is. He's a food critic. He's turned himself into a food critic. It's okay. Are we turning seven? Resume. What are the What if? What are the qualifications of being a food critic? Go to a restaurant and do you like the food? Did you like the customer service? What was it like? Yes. What was the wait time like? That's all you got to do.
6: How about go do that at Maestro's? Go do that shit at Chris Roof. Go do it at Poppy Steak. Go do that fucking Zuma. Go do it at goddamn whatever the fucking rest of them goddamn five star restaurants and okay. everybody go do it at that. Name one of the restaurants you go to in LA. Name one. Where you and Selena Gomez went? Where y'all went? What's the name of the restaurant y'all went to?
2: I don't forgot now.
6: You know. You know. I,
2: I, I honestly forgot because go, I had de- I had never been, I I never have never been there before. Go do it at day restaurants and give them the bad press and the bad, all the bad. Ocho, yes. Ocho, 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 Ocho. Because you're black doesn't mean you're above criticism. I'm not saying you're
6: above anything, but go, go do it there. It's it's hard enough for us as it is. Now here you go. So in other words, so if he got bad service, he's supposed to just let that slide. Service wasn't bad. Service wasn't bad. Service so because it wasn't. It wasn't. I ain't never had bad service. And even, even if the service was bad, they
2: might be having a bad day because some of the goddamn idiots they don't have to deal with. Oh, honestly, in the customer service business, you can't have a bad day because think about what you just said: customer service. Do you know what it's like dealing with some of these people? You shouldn't get in that business. Day. Do not get into the customer service business if you can be easily perturbed by having a bad day. Well, sometimes you need
6: a job, and sometimes the, that job being customer service and being in the food
2: industries is all you can do. Ocho at time. I know me. I can't be in the customer service business because I I'm can. easily I can't I'm easily irritated. Mm-hmm. I don't like no hey I can't I ordered this and they mess up the order. Okay I get that Ocho, but you have to understand people are paying their hard earned money. So I have the right if I like the service I'm gonna say I like the service being a performer a, a professional athlete we get privileges sometimes at the restaurant
0: okay so um let's discuss i am totally in agreement with shannon sharp as opposed to ocho cinco i feel like shannon sharp's thought process i can get jiggy with um ocho cinco I can't. I feel like Ocho Cinco is someone who isn't wanting the restaurants to be held accountable for all the things. Right. I what I would love to see is more little food critics probably pop up in like these like little um. And, like, my neighborhood, the the next neighborhood over, you know, like, do, like, your local neighborhoods and, 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 like, let these little things go viral. Because at the end of the day, who holds you accountable as a business? Who holds you accountable? I feel like people get into business with this I don't give a fuck mentality. I don't care mentality. I'm going to do what I want to do. That's why I decided to go open my business. And it's like, uh-uh. That's, that's not what you're doing. That's not what, how it's going to work. If you want to like, let's say go into a business where it's just you alone and you're probably doing investment stocks, whatever, whatever you're doing, then you do that there. But whenever you decide to come into a business where you have customers and stuff like that, you must value customer service. And I feel like we need to, as society make that a requirement what we allow as society is what we will continue there's no reason why we should be going to these restaurants paying 60 to 100 200 300 dollars for these foods for the food to not taste good for you to have a a horrible experience horrible wait time people not wanting to serve you It's, it's 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 a lot as people we already have stresses in our lives. So we choose to find these outlets, um, to go to, go to a restaurant, go to a bar, go here to have a good time. So as a, Restaurant owner, your thought process shouldn't be hey, I'm just doing this to get by, or you know what? I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do it how how, however I want to do it. And these customers are coming in to serve me. No, no, no. As a restaurant owner, you are there to serve your customer and provide them with the best experience possible. So you dot your eyes and you cross your freaking T's. And I like the fact that Keith Lee is out here doing what he's doing. I didn't really know about him until he recently went viral um, for doing, like, the ATL restaurants and stuff like that. And I feel like if you go somewhere and you're like, hey, this is my experience, blah, 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 go at your own risk. Then that's what it is. If you want to experience that, then you go. But if you don't want to experience that, then you'd be like, Hey, I don't got time for that today, right? Let people know what to expect. It's the same thing with these hair critiques. Like people go into these hair salons and they're tagging the, don't go here, blah blah blah. This was my experience. It puts you as an individual on guard, like you are opening a business. Yes, you can do some mama, mama pop stuff, like where it's a small business, but that doesn't negate the fact that you have to run your business professionally and you have to provide professional service. So not because you're a smaller, um, business or whatever, cause he did talk about the Ruth Chris's of the world and all these different things and compare them to these small businesses. Not because you're a small business that does not exempt you from regular ass customer service. It doesn't. It doesn't exempt you from certain things. And I get it. Some 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 businesses and I can understand the financial implications of, OK, if I have to open seven days a week versus um, maybe being open three days to four days. You know, I went into business so that I could have more vacation time and I could stay home more. So I'm going to only open be open four days and I'm not going to be open. I'm going to only open from Thursday to Friday and blah, blah, blah. I'm not knocking that aspect of it, but let that be branded into your company. Don't feel insulted because someone has now spoken on the rules and regulations that you have set forth for your business. Imagine Chick-fil-A. Everyone knows Chick-fil-A not open on Sunday. I don't know how they do it in other states, but in New York, especially in Long Island, Chick-fil-A, go uh, go to Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. They not open you know that so because you know that you don't waste your time going to chick-fil-a trying to 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 go in on on a sunday right is that um a bad is that like a a bad thing no it's just their rules and guidelines so if someone says hey i went to this restaurant this was my experience these are their rules now the next person looking to go be like oh okay well i can get jiggy with this or nah i can't do this the other person is able to decide whether they 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 can 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 really um, working out, you know? But I think to tell somebody, like, let me tell you something. I, I, It really grinds my gears, and I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, where people, especially successful people, it pisses me off. Um, but when people try to put limitations on what the next person can or cannot do in terms of their career path, right? So it's it, it it stems from the DJ academics of the world, the Keith Lees, these people who decide that, hey, you know what? They sit down in the corner of their room. They come up with a plan to move forward and they're moving forward with their plan that they've created. And as they're moving forward, they're receiving success with that just to have someone else look at them and be like, oh. Why do you think you can do that? You shouldn't even be doing that. Excuse me? In this world with billions of people, you telling some another man what he or she, another man or woman, what he or she can or cannot do? absolutely not. However, you are able to create financial freedom for yourself. You go ahead and you do that. And that's what Keith Lee is doing. I don't know if he's rich or whatever, but I'm pretty sure he's not doing this stuff for free. I'm pretty sure his reviews get views or whatever. In some way, some shape or form, this man has become monetized or whatever. And even if he's not monetized, even if he's just getting food or, or even if he just enjoys it, whatever the reason is let people be people let people exist let them exist right and the thing is people who be talking the most put in the same position they would do the same things right but anyway, off of my little tangent, because I really did go off there. And again, this is not like, oh, I'm pissed off at Ocho Cinco or whatever. I'm just expressing passionately how I feel about this. Like, there should be no reason why we're telling what telling the next person what they should be doing for work. What they should be doing for business. Unless you paying my bills, investing in me, don't tell me nothing about here. Okay? Like, but anyway... Um, we have been at it for two hours and seventeen minutes, so two hours um, two hours and um twenty minutes. I'm not doing the Krishan stuff. and you know <laughs> you know what? Let's close out with this Megan the stallion um clip from her. New video. I just kind of want to have an idea of all the topics that we discussed today. Ooh, you know what? We're gonna close out with Jada Wada. We're gonna discuss Megan the Stallion and Jada Wada and then we're going to close out and we're gonna discuss the rest of the topics tomorrow. Yes, I'll be here Sunday tomorrow to discuss the topics with you. Now let's jump into Megan the Stallion real quick. This is her song. Her song has well, yesterday when I checked, it did go number one on YouTube. And according to Megan the Stallion, her Instagram post, it seems as if she is top 10 on iTunes. So the song is successful. Now, um, let me just give you guys a breakdown in terms of what I feel, how I feel about the song. I feel like the song is very different from what Megan the Stallion normally does. Megan the Stallion, she's a hottie. She talks about shaking her booty, she talk about not taking no crap from no guy, and she just talks about being confident, right? And that's like her whole Spill. so when she did go into this direction of like shedding her skin and being more like deep into her raps and more like vulnerable about like what's going on behind the seams it was like okay well this is different but again Megan Thee Stallion knows how to rap so I feel like when you know how to rap it doesn't really matter what you're rapping about like it just doesn't matter what you're rapping about. Like you, you can, you can put some shit together. And I feel like that's what Megan Thee Stallion has done. She has put her heart, her experience and everything into this. And because she knows how to rap, she knows how to compile it all together. And you have Cobra. Now, um, do I have any critiques about Cobra? No, because even though it is different, I think going through the experiences that Megan Thee Stallion has gone through in the past couple of years, especially with the Tory Lanez case, I do feel like your first single, um, your first solo single back out should be something of substance, right? So I really, really like the approach that she has taken. She talked about her um, fear with the friends who, hey, they want to be around when shit is good but I'm pretty sure if I fell off and shit dried up y'all wouldn't be here you know she talked about her relationship she talked about a lot of different things and let's not forget the visuals like I don't know if it's like rock nation being having their hands in the cookie jar just adding that um management um aspect around her that allows for her to produce such amazing quality visuals or it's just Megan the Stallion's um ideas. However, the visuals were awesome. Seeing the shedding of the skin and basically be being brand new, right? And I, I like the concept of it and I like the fact that she actually put thought into it, right? Some of the things that I see some of the rappers do, I don't think there's much thought into it. I just feel like, oh, it's an ass-shaking song. Let's just do it. So I do like the fact that she has taken this direction. And I wouldn't say it's the first time she has taken this direction. However, it's the first time I've seen her done it like this. So let me just try to play a clip of it. Now, while playing this clip, I will definitely shut down the volume and allow the visuals to play because I don't want to get hit for the copyrights. So let's just, you know, listen and watch.
4: Hey, no. just
0: Okay, so we're just gonna look at the visuals because again, I don't want to get hit for a copyright for the um like look at her. Look at how beautiful she is. That's her shedding the skin, right? Megan the stallion is just so beautiful. Her body is bodying and oh, there it is that's my friend there is cobra now just go onto youtube um and check out her her video and stuff like that and i feel like hey you know what meg like this is a nice reintroduction to us stay on track stay on path um keep rapping the way that you rap excuse me and just 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 keep doing what you're doing. Keep up with the visuals. Because whatever recipe you have, it's it's working for you. So just keep going. Don't don't look back in the past. Don't 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 tip over and look back. Just keep on the track. Okay. So Jada Oeda. Look here. My girl, Jada Weda. This girl is a baddie. She is a 10. Okay. She is a baddie with her baddie friends. Okay. Jada. Like for those of you who are listening to the audio podcast, of course, you can't see this, but this is Jada Weda just booty to in in Dubai. Like Jada, let's trade places just for 30 minutes. Like, let me be in Dubai with my booty cheeks tucked like yours right now and having a blast right um I just feel like her and her friends her and Desti they're just living the life living their life to their fullest potential as they should as they should and here she is looking beautiful Full, Of course, you got this in the background, her bestie, they're doing shots, they're they're doing all the things. And I also had in a future story coming up, where they said that little baby may also be in Dubai as well. So we don't know if it's like a vacation or just like a hey, I'm performing here, come out with your friends, just like a friendcation. We don't know what exactly is going on. But hey, if we do know one or two things, little baby and Jada are they're going to be together like they're going to be spotted together hanging out together whether they're together or not that's just the nature of their relationship and I like the fact that they're even though they're young they're mature enough to understand that it's okay for them to exist together right they're co-parents right but I just feel like you don't really see Jada or little baby go online disrespecting each other or blah, blah, So shout out to Jada. Another one. I love me some Make Thee Stallion. I love me some Jada. wayda oh, my God. And that's yours. She's like right there. Mwah. But anyway, um, that's going to be it for today. We were literally here for about two and a half hours, guys. <sighs> Yeah, two and a half hours. Now, for those of you who sat with me all the way through, thank you. For those of you who popped your head in, popped your head out, popped your head back in and are still here. (laughs) Thank you as well. Um, But let's revisit real quick our quote of the day. And the quote of the day, again, um, comes from Dolly Parton. And what Dolly Parton had to say was the way I see it if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. So if you want the good that comes from life, you have to be able to press through all the turmoil as well to get to your destination now thank you guys for sitting with me through another podcast episode for those of you who sit with me through the end y'all know this be the hardest time because i don't want to have to let go but i do have to make some runs today is saturday um i normally do go to like do some stuff for my church and stuff like that on saturday i'm running extremely late today but you know we had to do a little podcast, right? We had to do a little podcast. So yeah, I don't know how you guys plan on spending the rest of your Saturday, but either you ch- whether you choose to relax or you choose to make it a productive one, like in Jamaica what we normally do. We say, or even. Not even Jamaica, but just Jamaican culture. We say Saturday, a cleaning day. Saturday, you wake up and you clean up your house from morning to whenever you're done. You cook your food, you go grocery shop, and you go to all the little things that make you go wash your clothes, do all the little things that when you have to do, forget ready for the week. And then Sunday is like your rest day. So, I don't know what kind of plans you guys have for this Saturday, but whatever your plans are, um, enjoy it to the fullest. And I will chat with you guys tomorrow. Yes. I'm going to be here on Sunday. So tune in as to what time I want to say, maybe in the evening time, cause again, I gotta go to church, but anyway, um, we'll talk. Bye.